This is Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Welcome to Leadership in Motion. In this episode, we'll discuss organizational ethics. In previous episodes, we discussed organizational climate, organizational culture. Today, we're going to focus on ethics. Just as a brief recap, let's talk a little bit about climate. Organizational climate are identified by a pattern of behavior within an organization. It's what the organization does day to day, what's actually noticeable to the general public when they see an organization. So when you go into a business and you see people's attitudes, you see how people work, how they deal with customers, customer service, and how they resolve customer issues, those are organizational climate. You can actually see the climate. Organizational culture actually is a little bit deeper. Organizational culture is basically identifies the values, norms, beliefs of the organization. And usually they are in alignment with the organization's mission statement and vision for the organization. Today, we're going to discuss organization ethics. What are ethics? It's a term that people hear, but not too many people understand what it really means. So let's go ahead and Highlight ethics. By definition, ethics is moral principles that govern a person's behavior or the conducting of an activity. So when we think about organization ethics, we're talking about the moral principles that an organization has outlined how their employees should conduct their activity. Sometimes on or off work. As we described organizational culture, we identified organizational culture as the norms, beliefs, values of an organization. Now, the dilemma actually lies in the fact that, as humans, we have our own code of ethics. A code of ethics statement is basically a document that outlines the missions, values, and vision for the business or organizations, how professionals are supposed to approach problems, ethical principles based on the organization's core values and the standard to which the professionals is held. The purpose of an organization ethics code is to provide, again, conduct and a set common standards to promote consistency, behavior, across all levels of employment. It governs governs all actions within an organization. A code of ethics is supposed to improve performance within an organization. A code of ethics establishes the boundaries of an employee, what they can and can't do. Participation in the business, how they actually relate to other people in the business and how they actually conduct business with outsiders. It basically also outlines what is disruptive behavior, what's tolerated, what's not tolerated. 
a code of ethics can also include how you communicate with your customers. You will communicate with customers with dignity and respect. It's yes, sir, no, sir, especially when you're talking to a customer. A code of ethics outlines the standard. The standard by which you will be judged is determined that you violated the code of ethics. And in many cases, that will be the determining factor of adverse action. You may either be reprimanded, you may get a letter of warning, you may get a suspension, or maybe even removed from your job. The code of ethics is very important. One of the problems about a code of ethics is enforcement. The main problem with with enforcement is a lot of organizations don't know how to go about to actually enforce the rules. They depend on supervisors to actually enforce the code of ethics. In many cases, a lot of supervisors, they don't even know the code of ethics. They don't even understand it. They don't know how to document it. And in other cases, they're afraid to enforce the code of ethics. If it says that the code of ethics says that you will be to work on time, you will be timely, and you let Joe come in half an hour late today, another day of 20 minutes late, an hour late, another day and stuff, are you really enforcing the code of ethics? You're really not. The problem is, one, people don't know the code of ethics. Two, there's absolutely no enforcement of the code of ethics. And in general, especially if you're in an organization of 200, 300, maybe 1,000 people, maybe 2,000 people, people see the violation of the code of ethics. And so they basically say, if nobody's adhering to it, and there's no repercussion for not enforcing the, you know, the code of ethics, why should I even adhere to it? And that's a problem because then you have a problem in which people within the organization see that your code of ethics doesn't really work. The worst problem can come when outsiders see that your code of ethics is not really there. So, case in point, Starbucks Coffee Company. And Starbucks Coffee Company is, is a, it's a great coffee company, although sometimes I, I'm not sure about paying $3, $4 for a cup of coffee. An event that happened in April 2018 gives us a good illustration of where a code of ethics failed. Starbucks began in 1971 at Seattle's Pike Place Market. Their mission statement actually reads to inspire and nurture the human spirit. One person, one cup, one neighborhood at a time. The organization espouses the culture that everybody is welcomed into a warm and belonging environment. It's basically telling everyone that they're welcome at Starbucks, which is which is great. It, it sounds great. You know, it's, it seems like some place that 
maybe after work you want to go over and just have a nice cup of coffee and in a nice friendly environment and, and just enjoy the evening. But in April of 2018, two men were arrested in a Philadelphia Starbucks as they were waiting to meet another person. They, they were there. They were going to meet someone. It was a, a business meeting. And apparently, the manager of the, the cafe decided that he did not want these individuals in his coffee shop. So he called the police, and he had the two men arrested. They didn't do anything. They didn't, they didn't violate anything. They, didn't, they weren't causing any problem. These two black men were just waiting for another person but the manager decided to go ahead and have them arrested. The police came in and handcuffed the two individuals and arrested them. Later on, they, they basically were let go. They were not charged with any, anything. But this actually gave Starbucks a serious black eye. One of the things about organization ethics is that it's supposed to enforce the values and beliefs of an organization's their mission statement and their vision statement or the organizational ethics basically is supposed to enforce the standards of code and conduct but Starbucks that day failed because if the standard of conduct reflects the values of the organization to inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, one neighborhood at a time, where was that spirit of camaraderie? Where was that spirit of you're welcomed to come to Starbucks that day in April of 2018 when two people were just removed from Starbucks for no apparent reason? And that's a failure of ethics enforcement. When there's nobody enforcing the rules, nobody enforcing the standard of conduct within an organization. CEO Kevin Johnson apologized to the two men. They say that there was an undisclosed settlement. But Kevin Johnson also decided that he would go ahead and close all 8,000 Starbucks stores throughout the whole entire country May 29th, 2018. Nearly 175,000 employees had to basically stop work and get refocused on the organization's values, their mission statement. And did they... they I would give Starbucks enough credit that they had the courage to come up and say, yes, we have a problem. We have a problem in enforcing our ethics. We have a problem in enforcing our values, our mission statement. We're going to go ahead and take a time out here. That must have cost Starbucks perhaps millions of dollars. They did not disclose how much money they lost that day at Starbucks closed. But if you really think about it, what are the effects of not enforcing 
an organization's ethics, the code of ethics. You, you can say maybe in your organization, well, nobody really notices. And no, you know, wow, we lost one customer, two customers, or three customers. This is an organization with 175,000 employees, 8,000 locations around the country. And when Kevin Johnson decided, hey, you know what? Let's take a time out here. This is what we're about. And if you're not about what we value, if you're not about what our mission statement actually is, then you need to do some serious reflective thinking about your career. You may not be what Starbucks actually um, needs at this point in time. A lot of people may say, oh, yeah, you're trying to be you know, politically correct or this and that. Sometimes it's just bottom line. Hey, okay, sure. We're going to lose a lot of money here, a heck of a lot of money, by closing one day. But in the long run, it's going to be well worth it. Because for every person that we lost during this incident, we'll probably gain about two or three more. Because we took the time out to say we made a mistake. Somebody was not adhering to our values and core beliefs. We apologize. And I would give CEO Kevin Johnson a lot of credit for that. Because not too many organizations would go ahead and admit that they made a mistake. He actually made a mistake. That's a man of ethics. So I guess I'll go and get a cup of So the actions of Kevin Johnson with Starbucks, I would say is very commendable. But if one takeaway that we can actually take away from what happened is that people have their own code of ethics. You can have an organizational culture, which is great. You can have a code of ethics that you can enforce. But ultimately, the ultimate dilemma is that people have their own ethical code of conduct. They have their own beliefs, values, and norms that govern how they conduct business. They understand that, yes, I work for Starbucks and this is yada, 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 okay? But, you know, I really don't like these, these people. Or I really don't like that those type of persons coming into my business and, or whatever the case may be and stuff, you know? And that's the real dilemma. And that's when enforcement, you know, maybe coaching, mentoring, say, hey, yes, we need to go ahead and, you know, treat people like this. We need to do this and that. And ultimately, you know, effective feedback is very important. And if a supervisor is doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing and seeing, observing, noting, annotating, documenting, hey, you know what? I really don't think that so-and-so is really adhering to our code of conduct. I really don't think that so-and-so is conducting his way himself the way he's supposed to be. Then it's time for the organization to actually do something, step in and say, hey, you know what? We need to go ahead and um, rethink your employment here. But it, it does happen. It does happen. But I do commend Starbucks for actually taking the initiative to actually retrain all 175,000 employees because that takes a lot. That takes a lot of money. But 
it was the right thing to do. The right thing to do. Anyway, this brings us to the end of our episode here. And I think I probably rambled down a little bit too much and stuff, you know. Uh, again, I, I'd like to um, thank you for joining my podcast. I'd like you um, to, if you have any questions or anything that you want me to go ahead and touch upon, our email is leadershipinmotion036 at gmail.com. And if you want to go ahead and just contact us, yeah, go, go ahead, drop us a line, give us some feedback. If you like our podcast, just click uh, subscribe, review. Any type of feedback is, is great. Thank you very much, and take the lead today for a better tomorrow. This has been Leadership in Motion with Dr. Israel Molina. Please subscribe to our podcast.